for the month of January, we've partnered up with Chorus Wearables, who aim to bring cutting-edge technologies to athletes, explorers, and outdoor enthusiasts. Chorus have a long-standing reputation providing GPS watches to some of the best athletes in the sport. The Chorus Pace 2 has 30 hours of battery life and is the lightest GPS watch in the world. It's the watch of choice of Elliot Kipchoge and has innovative features such as track mode and the brand new integration with core body temperature monitoring. Please head over to uk.chorus.com find out more information about their products. Welcome to episode 36 of Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for tuning in for another week as we bring you all the latest news from the world of running, discuss your listener questions, talk through our training weeks and do all the usual, like have a good moan at Josh. We've also got an interview with the Welsh runner, Matt Reese, who talks about running in Kenya and we get his take on running in the social media spotlight. In a week that saw a London-bound flight from the US turn around midair because a passenger refused to wear a face mask. We can only hope that a similar thing happens next week when Josh tries to fly back. Um, I think that's enough mentions of Josh in the intro. And let's go to the man in flag. Are you looking forward to coming home next week? Do you know what? I actually get, I was a little bit uh, miserable last week because I thought, oh, 10 more days and I've got to come back. So no, no, I'm not looking forward to it at all. When do you come back? Um, my flight's uh, Saturday lunchtime and I'm back in the UK Sunday morning, like UK time. Okay. And what's that, four weeks out or three weeks out? Three forget. weeks out, yeah, three, three weeks. weeks out. There you go. Um, and let's go over to my other co-host over in, in Wrexham, where his bins still haven't been taken out. Um, how's injured life, Matt? Look, I'm, uh, I'm pissed. It's been a month. I pay my taxes. Do you know what I mean? Um, all your taxes? That's right, mate. Right, sir? You pay all your taxes? All my taxes, mate. The tax yeah. man has a right, has a right good go on me. Um, what about for the money? He's a comedian, isn't uh, he? He is. He's trying to be funny, isn't he? Um, all's good in Wrexham, in North Wales. Um, yeah, nothing to report, really. Just cold, dark. Sounds good. Um, Josh, as you weren't, or you were here, I cut you in seamlessly. I've not actually listened to it. I hope it was seamless. Um, why don't you talk us through your, your week of running? Yeah, um, let me just open Strava. You think after, what, 36 episodes, we start to remember this. Do you, do you open Strava upon your laptop or on your phone? I do on my laptop. Um. That's why I always go to you boys first, because then I can do it later. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you look good. Okay, so Monday morning. <clears throat> um, so this was off the back of Houston the day before. Um, my legs felt pretty good, actually. So I went out and met up with... Um, so I got a text from Mark Scott saying, do you want to run? And I was like, okay. And he was like, I'll be at your house in 30 seconds. I was like... And I sat in my bed <laughs> working. Uh, so I wasn't dressed or anything, which was... Uh, 
yeah, bit of a quick turnaround, but got 12 miles in with um, the Bowman guys, 6.42 average. Legs felt actually pretty good. Felt, um, I didn't feel fatigued at all, really, which was good. Uh, and then in the evening, I just did Hold six on. miles. Hold on. Go on. On a scale of one to ten, how excited were you <laughs> to run with the Bowman team? Yeah, it's pretty cool to be fair. There was probably, I don't know, what, 15 of us? Uh, oh. Matthews as well joined. Yeah, it's like, was, that's, that's like a dream like, for you, isn't it? That? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it was good. Was there <clears> any burritos knocking about? I can't say there were. No, did see Shelby though, actually. On that note, so there's one. <laughs> yeah, there was one. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, so yeah, that was morning. I think I commented that on the um, on your yes, you and Chris Perry. Yeah, you yeah, and Chris Perry. Were Perry likes to have a little dig at me, doesn't he? Um, yeah. he's an angry man Josh you replied to somebody asked you what, what was Bowerman and you said <laughs> a mindset that's very helpful of you nah they, they know what it is okay. as Tom I've run with Tom loads okay he's many a mention on uh, on the pod <clears throat> so yeah in the evening um, so the Under Armour guys met and did a uh, double in stride so I just did uh, just a double so Six miles, seven twenty-eight. Just went rounds on the um, like American football pitch again. Uh, yeah, nothing really new there. And then I woke up on Tuesday morning and I didn't really think much of it, but I had a little bit of a cough. Um, so I went out, ran anyway, because it was like literally just like, oh, I've got a bit of a cough. Um, I was going to do twelve. I ended up doing ninety minutes, so it's thirteen point three and six point fives. It started absolutely hammering it down with snow like the last probably 20 minutes of that run. Um, but I didn't feel too bad. Like, the bottom of my back was a little bit achy, but, um, but my legs felt fine. My calves were a little bit sore. Um, and then annoyingly, the, so the guys were doing hills. Pat had parked at the top of the hill and I was like, I can't be bothered to walk up. So I kind of did a few short hills just up the hill just so I didn't have to walk. So just quickly, so you, you ran a half yeah. marathon fast on Sunday. And then yeah. the following day, you did, what, 18 miles. Then the following yeah. morning, you did 13 miles, finishing. Were you not sore at all from the marathon, half marathon? No, I genuinely wasn't. Because you literally, I looked at a lot of people. like No, like, seriously, yeah, I wasn't. Jess Judd, Matt Leach, all of them sort of shuffled the day after the half. But yeah, I just, it just seems like, um, I don't know how you do it. Like, if I run a fast half marathon, I'm pretty tired for a few days at least. I said to Matt, on Monday, I genuinely could, the way I felt, I genuinely wouldn't have been able to say I did a race the day before. Um, I felt a bit sore on the Tuesday, but I actually don't think that was from the race. So I get to that. Um, and then in the evening, I went out and did four, uh, 45 minutes. Um, so yeah, again, eat pretty easy. It's like 7-Elevens. Um, and I started to feel like quite achy on this run. I was like the bottom of my back and my cast. And I was like, my cast must just be full from su Sunday. Um, and then my stomach didn't feel great with like a mile to go. And I got back and I was like, I really don't feel great. Uh, and I said to Pat um, and he was like, are you sure you've not got COVID? Um, so yeah, it turns out I got COVID from Houston along with I, pretty wait, much. You never tested. I never tested. No. So you can't but say I'm you got pretty COVID. confident. But I'm pretty confident I got COVID. Yeah. Um, okay. So a lot of people we went with, um, or I went with, or knew there, saw there, got COVID and tested. They, and they, they, were, they were sensible enough to test, were they? 
Well, I was going to test on Wednesday and I have a bit to test in and I went, I was literally about to go for it. And I was like, I feel so bad. I actually don't want to get out of bed. Um, so Wednesday, I didn't run because I felt terrible. Thursday, uh, I thought I'd just have another day off just to, in case. And I'm very conscious that we have a marathon in four weeks, whatever it is. So um, yeah, sort of discussed with Matt and basically we just decided to jog as long as my heart rate was okay. So I did uh, six miles on Friday. Say we, was it a, a mutual decision to take two days off for COVID? Uh, Matt, I think it was. Well, no, it wasn't mutual because I, I was probably going to have one day off. Matt made me have two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, Matt, you uh, you agreed with that, did you not? Yeah, I mean, look... We don't know whether you had COVID, um, <laughs> but let's be honest, you probably did. Um, and I think it's really hard, isn't it, to know what to do and what to not do. I mean, there's, there's, there's some, there, there is a bit of research out there now to say you need a, a long period of time of rest. Um, but I do also appreciate that it could be a case that you may have picked up a milder variant or you could have picked up something slightly less aggressive than, you know, the, the Delta or whatever. But you have to sort of go by feel, don't you, and how things feel and your breathing and heart rate, et cetera. So. I mean, personally... Yeah, I spoke to a few I, people who had it here and they, they worst case, had one day off and carried on running. Yeah, but they're idiots. I'll say it. it I mean, it's, it's idiotic. Like, until you test negative... Um, you shouldn't be running. Yeah, exactly. Like what we said is basically let's monitor my heart rate. As long as it doesn't look silly, then we can sort of carry on as we're doing. And as soon as it starts, if it does go like that, then stop. So what I did on the Friday, I basically ended up wearing, I wore a vest, a short sleeve, long sleeve, a jumper and a jacket just to make sure like really sweat, sort of sweat and try and sweat it out. Um, I ran 7.42s for six miles. Um and my heart rate was like 140, but it, like I said to Matt, it's like quite a rolling, uh, rolling loop. And my heart rate was getting quite high on the hills, like probably 155. Um, so I was a little bit conscious of that. But then I ran on the Saturday, I did eight miles, 720, so my heart rate was 130. And that's, again, it probably a hillier loop. It was a hillier loop than the day before. So I think, yeah, after that, I was uh, pretty confident I could definitely jog. Um, and then on this, yesterday I did uh, 10 miles, this is a Sunday, 10 miles at seven, just over seven minute mile. And, and yeah, that felt fine. So my legs feel a bit groggy, but other than that, I've just got a bit of phlegm and actually I feel fine. Um, my throat's a bit sore, but otherwise we're all good. Have you tested today? Like I told you to. Uh, so I tried to book in a PCR, but there's none until Thursday. So I need to go and get an actual flow. So, yeah, so the week, I think, was, what we were looking, 62 miles. Um, so, yeah, not ideal, but we move. Cool. So, Matt, do you want to talk through your injured week? Oh, I've got a... Sorry, big, I, I was busy trying, to do some, busy trying to do some Patreon research at the end of that. You were trying to multitask. It's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, you know why I'm still, I'm in my massive thick coat. I've got the heating on full blast. I don't really understand my setup right now, but anyway. Um, so yeah, my injured week. Um, so um, 
mileage this week was zero. Um, so, uh, we're, I mean, this is an extremely boring week, so I'll just sort of run through bits and bobs. So, um, I think last time we chatted, I was about to go for an MRI scan. So, um, yeah, I think that was Monday, oh, wasn't it? Yes. So, um, I had the MRI Monday. No, it was Wednesday, I think. Um, Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember which day it was. Um, last week was a long time ago. Uh, so had the, I went to see a sports doctor um, in Manchester, um, went through a few tests, got me to hop on my, my, my right foot. Um, oh, I just, I couldn't even hop on it. It was horrendous. Tried to hop on my left. My left's pretty much the same, <laughs> to be honest. So, um I did that, went for a few tests, had an MRI scan on the Achilles, um, got the results back. Um, I think the next day, oh no, wait there. I think the last time I tried, I went for the scan, didn't get the results, so I had the results. Um, so I've got a, I've got a few uh, tears in my Achilles and the sheath of the Achilles. So I, I had um, I had the sports doctor on, um, in the car and um, I was I was driving with Gina and she was listening. It's just like you have a partial tear here and you have a partial tear here, but you have another partial tear. So it's it's not in the best of uh, best of shape to be honest. So um, went to see uh, phys- uh, my physio. Um, after getting the results, just so he could sort of go through everything, um, and he was like, "Look, you've got no bone issues whatsoever, um, which is good, because I think that the issue is is um, with what I've got, the, the, there could be like some um, sort of damage to the the subtalar joints, essentially, like um, in and around the ankle joint. I didn't have any of that, so." I think my report even said it was immaculate. So there we go. Um, so I'll take that. Um, so he basically said, "Look, just you, you need the you need a PRP injection, which is a a plasma rich or platelet rich plasma rich platelet, platelet injection." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've got to have the injection. Um, I've got it this week booked in on Wednesday. So essentially that'll mean I've got to have a week in a in a boot and then start to rehab. But um, um a physio basically said like you've got no sort of mass on your on your right layer, so the muscle just below the below the gastroc, which is like basically your calf. Um and you're loading pretty much like loading um do you know where your but where your bunions are? And you um, basically big toe. And you big yeah, just below your big toe. So that that joint. So essentially, what it is is um, you're loading um, the big that big toe joint. You're kind of like rolling into there. So that basically creates like a bunion. Um, and because I've got no soleus as well, there's like no there's no strength. It's, it's kind of going straight into that big toe and that, that big toe joint is kind of rolling. So I think that's something that I've got to work on as far as strengthening. 
Um, so yeah, so my week, I mean, it's just been a load of elliptical in, to be honest. I think what I'm going to do is, I mean, last week was just elliptical in now and again, like half hours here and there. I really couldn't be asked, to be honest. Um, so the plan um, after Wednesday, I can't do any exercise for a week. Um, so it'll be just just sort of like, I'm going to try and go for a walk oh, nice. every day on, on, <laughs> on crutches if I can. Um, it's a bit annoying really because I'm, I'm working a fair bit in hospitals and I'm going to be in theatres, so I'm going to be walking around with a freaking hair boot on. Um, so but it's you, all good. Can you drive then? Yeah, so, I mean, I need to. Um so I've just I was just looking on Amazon actually to see if I can buy like some sort of like splint. Well you're gonna buy an automatic. Um, I've got an automatic, but it's yeah. my um that needs your left it's foot. My, yeah, but it's my right foot, isn't it? Just yeah, you'll be fine if you've got you could use your left foot, definitely. If you do, <laughs> you need to use two pedals, don't you? Mate, what crossing over your legs? Yeah. Left foot accelerating. Left foot accelerating would be impossible. I left for braking is going to be terrible as well. Yeah, I know, but he's on about he's having to he's break. He's going to floor it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find like a little splint I can wear just while I'm driving or something, just to like kind of hold it in that ninety degree angle. Um, can Gina not look, make you one? What like uh, plaster of Paris? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I tell you what I can do. I can just gaffer it up, can't I? Just yeah. get some gaffer tape, put some like newspaper um, as the base, and then gaffer it. Um, now I'm gonna try and find something if I can't, because it is a bit dangerous. And because the boots, I mean, I've got it in here; it's pretty wide. I might just do a little test drive tonight. Um, so, so if you're on Pad um, Lane, stay on Pad away. Lane. Get out now. Yeah, if the neighbours' cats about, that's fine. Um, so. So, yeah, um, it's been all right, actually. I've just been on the elliptical, even though my elliptical's um, still broken. I'm supposed to be an engineer that's uh, going to come out this week and fix it because um, I've broke the bearings in it. The um, weight-based. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the bearings are gone in the front of it. So, and, you know, I've, I paid some money for this elliptical. It wasn't cheap. Um, was it brand new when you bought it? Or was it, like, refurbished? Yeah. Yeah, that was like 1100 quid. wasn't cheap. I mean, it's not the most expensive of ellipticals, but it definitely wasn't the cheapest. So I've got um, some an engineer coming out, hopefully, this week to um, fix the bearings. Um, so, yeah, so I think I did about six or seven hours of cross-training. Um, the weights are going up, though. I think I'm gonna um if running doesn't uh, work out for me, I think I'm gonna get into lifting like properly. Like so with your with your weights, is that is does it not affect the Achilles at all? No. So you can get weight. But obviously I can't be I can't be lifting while I'm in a boot. Um so I won't be doing anything after Wednesday for a week. But um Increase the weight on the squats, deadlifts, getting over 100 kgs now. So it's oh, not yeah. bad for me. My question. So on the elliptical, um, if you've got Achilles issues, is it not straight? Is it because your foot's flat? 
Is that flat, what? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously there's a lot of people out there who have Achilles issues who always wonder what they can do cross training wise. It's better because cycling, obviously your foot is clicked in if you've got clicked in, but you can still move the Achilles, can't it? Whereas, I find if you cross train with a dodgy Achilles, the key is really low resistance. So you, as soon as you put the high resistance, you push down more, which then puts you into more of a, like uh, you're using your calf more. Okay. Whereas if you do it really low resistance, you just go ham with your light hamstrings. Yeah. Yeah. So um, another thing you can do as well is you can put um, heel raises. Um, mm. So I've been given some heel raises um, to use. So essentially like you so you're taking even more load off the Achilles. But yeah, you can, mine does incline as well. So you can actually do an incline. So you can, the, the, the further up you go on the incline, um, the less load is on the Achilles. Yeah. And um, are you doing the hand movement or your hands on the little bar? Oh yeah, I'm going to town. I'm going to town. I mean... Josh doesn't look, realise that we're recording this for YouTube now and he's, he keeps forgetting I, but... I, are we recording it's inappropriate we record every week on. we record every oh, week Hold on, at, some point, at some point at some point Aaron, i'd have had a shower i'm yeah, gonna spend God, about seven a... seven hours of uploading these videos i've got a half chill on that going on here um let In me birth. just fix my hair i have to do our hair um, next week yeah no so um matt's gonna matt's gonna sew some in <laughs> Mate, look, my hair is better than yours and I'm older than you. Someone described his picture on Instagram of him and Leachie as Josh as a midget gem and it was perfect. Oh, yeah. Your you hair, I got Josh, a lot of love for my jump south. on that photo, though. It is, I know. I'm aware of it and I will accept it. I would shave look, it off when it's I, um, I, I'm, I've started this, uh, this hair regime. Have you? Go on then. Yeah. Talk us for it. I can't. I can't, I, I can't lie. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's get back to my, using my arms. Yes. Yeah, so um, I use my arms. I tell you what, if, if you, I never used to use my arms, like the actual arm, uh, yeah. arm run, let's call. I just used to run like, but you try and use your arms. Um, I tell you what, it's so much better. You get a better workout. hundred percent. Yeah. I used to get doms in my arms every time. You get doms open a bloody tin of peaches. <laughs> True. Um, he, he gets doms from doing his Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> True. You, uh, you helped me out today. Fair play. Um, yeah. So um, that's my week. Um, not too much to report on. I have started to watch season two of Cheer on Netflix, um, which I'm quite What's enjoying. That? It's about cheerleaders. Was season one good? It's really good, actually. They're very athletic. I tell you what, <laughs> I I couldn't do that. Well, be I've, I've, re- I've realised. <laughs> well, no, I, I can I can do the pom pom stuff, but I've realised that being a runner, runners are so. Well, I, I am so unathletic. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's terrible, isn't it? Like, we're just so like do you know locked what? into running. It's every, ridiculous. Every year that goes by, I start thinking. One day I'm going to try and be a bit more athletic again because, yeah, you sort of, yeah, when you wake up in the morning, walk downstairs, try and put your shoes on or something ridiculous, you're like, yeah, I'm in a terrible state. <laughs> Do you know what would help? What would help? Drills it? twice a week. There you go. 
get on that, mate. Really, though? Isn't drills just going to make you better at running in a straight line? Yeah. No, I hope you're yeah, looking at being... At, like being athletes here, like jumping high and like yeah, agility. Oh no, probably no. Probably I think I also that. um, I did something in the summer. I went to jump. Like I think my nephew was jumping. I went to jump and like touched something. I I probably barely got off the floor. It's like <laughs> what I've lost. Like and the other year I tried to play football. I hadn't played football in about like competitively in sort of ten years. And we kicked off and the ball came back to me. I went to turn with the ball and just fell over straight away. I just had no, like, balance or, yeah, movement pattern. I reckon, I reckon we should. Um, I, I'm going to sign up for gymnastics. Gymnastics, we'll do it. Yeah. Inside, I'm gonna... inside, inside Gymnastics podcast next. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's no inside running for me. So um, let's do gymnastics. I used to love gymnastics as a kid. Yeah, but that's at school, wasn't it? Did you have like the, the little bars that pull out of the wall at primary school? Yeah. Oh, they were useless, weren't they? I used to coach that when I was um, in college. <laughs> but I, I could never cross my legs. That was one thing I couldn't do. I can't do. cross my legs. I can't still cross it now. No, I can't do it. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, mate, tell us about your week because I think you did more running than both I did, of us. I did lots of treadmill running. So inside inside running um where, where are we starting 16th 17th 17th so kicked off the week easy 35 on the treadmill um went, went around paris for this one matt uh, was, oh. delighted you with your with my trips this week yeah went around um the jardin de tuileries up the champs elysees um did yeah, you nip into the danish invader no that's later in the week um so yeah, just a nice little five miles to start the week. And I think it was pretty nippy outside. And I'd also got this new little tool over the weekend, which I shared with you, Matt, called a tachometer, maybe. And it you can calibrate your treadmill with it. So I did that after this run. Um because I did think it was I was working quite hard for some of the paces in terms of heart rate. So it did was it off? It's slightly quick. So since I recalibrated it, much more accurate, which will come to that in the week. Um, Monday evening did um, 60 minutes, Monday afternoon, three o'clock. Went, ran down to Burley, met Ruth for the middle 30. Um, just did 713s, so fairly swift for, for that. Um, I think all of this week, it was like bitterly cold in the morning, but it was really clear, wasn't it? So actually a lot of the afternoon runs this week were really, really nice. Not that I got out much, um, but yeah. So that's Monday. What's that? 13 mile start to the week. So I was on it from word go. Um, Started strong, man. I like it. Tuesday, again, jumped on the treadmill for an hour. Um, maybe this one I calibrated it. I might calibrate it after this, but anyway. Ran around New York this one. I wanted to get close oh. to Josh. I wanted to get close to Josh. So I thought I'd go to Central <laughs> Park. There was no option for Flagstaff yet. Um, <laughs> I fancied doing the mailbox run. Um, so yeah, little trip around Central Park, just scoping it out for when I do the marathon there. Um, and got a few comments. 
Um, mainly, I got comments of people saying it's boring. My comments to these people are, it's no more boring than running outside, especially when you've got someone like Zwift on. Well, I've got, I've got everything. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I prefer running outside. I'm why not a big treadmill guy. Why is it boring, though? That's my question. I find, because it, I think it, I find it more boring, and the evidence to back this up would be, I look at the time thinking, I must have done 10 minutes, and I'm two minutes in, whereas I don't look at my watch, and it's like for ages I'm running. You could do that, but then I'm thinking, I've probably done an hour, and I've probably done three minutes. You need to get treadmill. I just Netflix. feel like I'm... Get a treadmill I, of yeah, Netflix on it, mate. Game yeah, that, see, that would that would be better. That would work. Yeah, I watched hey, Drive to Survive, um, actually, on this one. I've got a question for you. Uh, so, with this treadmill, yes. Noble, Noble Pro, yes. Um, can you, does it like, so, uh, say you're running in New York in Central yeah. Park, does it like yeah. automatically you're not like, there, Matt. Yes, no, it does. No, no, no. You are still in your garage. No, 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 no. It does. I know does what you're going to say. Yeah. Does it do the incline? Yes, but I haven't connected it for the very reason that a lot of the routes, which I think really? the evening run, are ridiculously hilly. So I'd pretty much be running up 10% inclines on some of these runs. But yes, Mate, you can... that's really good that you can do that. Though. Yeah, so they've got... Well, a, welcome they've got, to my life at the minute. They've got a connection where it can... Um, so it can change the pace and incline of the treadmill. So if you've set your, your session or whatever into it, it will do it obviously automatically through connect to Zwift and whatever so so I yeah you do that based on your heart rate as well so say if you are going up the hill it will slow it down or what do you really? mean sorry uh, so based on your heart rate it would slow it down the pace down oh uh, pro- yeah probably uh, I, I would think it would yeah, yeah I mean but I think there's various things you can do but I've not connected that up yet because of I've not needed it so um I forgot what day we were on Tuesday. I went in it Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Also, double day on the treadmill, five miles, 7.08. Most of these were around seven minute mile, by the way. Um, I think I picked up a little bit towards. I think the only problem for me on the treadmill is I always tend to keep pressing the speed up button because it's there. So you just naturally just play a game with yourself. But I did keep my eye on the, my heart rate a lot. Um, so so was there uh, was there a few people on the on Swift that you just thought right? I'm just gonna bump it up a well, little bit so I go past them. No, so that on those these first ones because this one was the evening run was in um, Santa Cruz Island. I think it's one of their made up islands. I saw a few cats. That was nice. Um, and you saw a few cats on the track on Swift. That wouldn't be nice. Yeah, you get little cats at the side, get everything. People in the fields. Dinosaurs sometimes. Um, anyway, so I was mainly Sorry, run- I was mainly around <laughs> cyclists. But when we come to Wednesday, I did a progression on the treadmill. And I clicked on what's called Watopia. And it took me onto a track, which I didn't know it was on a track. So it looks like I run around a track. But it was just full of runners, and yeah, that's why I cranked it up a fair bit. Just did a. Is that where they all are then on this track? Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, it, if you want boring, I take that one as boring because you are just running around a, a blue track 
a yeah, virtual a track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it does make you speed. So I did a brush run, did 15 easy, 15 minutes, 15 steady, 20 at, at, up to threshold and just beyond, and then 15 easy cool down. So 11 miles, 618s. I think I got up to about, um, I think I finished on the last couple laps at five minute miling, but my heart rate had got up to like 175 ish. So beyond threshold. But yeah, first little nice. session done. So that was Wednesday, wasn't it? Um, Thursday, I went outside, did five mile easy in the morning, seven twelves, nice. Blue skies, all good. A little out and back. But I felt I woke up with a bit of a, a cold, a head cold. So this week is the best I felt forever. And then I thought, Thursday, here's go, here goes again. But honestly, the difference between a cold and having COVID is you do know. So I'd... So the same as Josh. Yeah. I, I took the afternoon off because I felt a bit head coldy was sneezing a lot um and then friday morning i didn't run in the morning because i yeah was still a bit sneezy but it completely went away by the afternoon so it did just last 24 36 hours and it was just a cold which is nice so friday friday evening i thought i'd jump on the treadmill because it was getting quite late i could say quite late it was getting half past three (laughs) um (laughs) and I was just going to do an easy, easy run. And about 10K into this easy run, my heart rate monitor stopped working. So I went into the house. It's my dream, that is. Went to the toilet and then changed my heart rate monitor battery over. And when I jumped back on the treadmill, I was like, I might as well just do a sub-threshold now. And the beauty of the treadmill, I think, is you can just watch your heart rate and like you just increase it and keep in that zone. So I just gradually increased it, increased it from like 162 to 170 and just stayed in the zone. And I think I did 35 minutes sub-threshold in the end. So I averaged about 165, 35 minutes at around 520-ish miling, which I thought was all right. Um, and felt pretty good. Like I was working comfortably hard, but it wasn't, what did you have like, the elevation at? Well, the Noble Pro is set to a 2% incline because of the way it's it's done. So, so it mimics natural running without you having to put like the 1% on. Oh, so that's like that's like a zero incline. On so that. I, leave, I leave it as a zero incline treadmill, but apparently the way it's set up, like you have to put feet, if you want to put, you can put feet on it and make it 0%. But at the moment, I think it says it's 2% naturally. Um, so um, Friday, I think I managed to get 14 miles done in the end, which is pretty good. Um, I'm sorry, I've just clicked off my week, which is why I'm stumbling over what I did. Um, yeah, 14 and a half miles, six 14s. So that's good. Saturday, um, I took a picture for people who didn't believe me it was frosty. Do you know what? Up in my estate, Josh knows where I live. It's a new estate. And... The roads are, are new, obviously, and no, the council hasn't adopted the roads yet, so they don't 
look after it, as in they don't grit it, they don't do any of that stuff. So it's just like an ice rink up there. I, I reckon if you if you like see the picture, if you go about 200 metres beyond that onto the road, it's probably absolutely fine. But me looking out there and it's just white, I'm like, just going to jump on the treadmill. So I went around Did Harrogate. you run outside at all or wait? Yeah, I'll come to that in a minute. I've done a couple of runs right. so far. Um, Saturday morning, went around Harrogate, Matt, stayed in the UK. So I was in the UK for this one. And um, Looks like a nice day, mate. Yeah. Nice, nice and green. Little, nice little morning. Um, Brady commented on the picture of my car, which is always nice. And um, yeah, did an hour, seven tens. All in preparation for the big one Sunday. I'm back on sessions outside. So I said to Ben last week, look, I'm just going to, Ben Heron, this is, he's training for Manchester Marathon and I'm coaching him. So I said, look, I'll just do stuff at your pace for the next few weeks and just see how I, how I feel and hopefully I can manage it. So I didn't really have any expectations. And his session was 8K, 6K, 3K off, 2K float. Um, so what's that 16 and a half miles with uh, a warm up and a cool down that sounds too much no I lied that's 13 miles with a warm up and a cool down so in total it was going to be like 19.20 so we we did a nice easy warm up three and a half miles so it's slightly longer in the end because we we got back to the cars Josh, you know, do you know where Uffington is? Yeah. There's a pub in Uffington. So we parked the cars outside this pub. And Uffington's is like nice, quiet village. Sunday morning, we're yeah. 7.55 we started this, Matt. You'll be pleased with that. And impressive. There was a weird guy who was, um, was smoking something dodgy. And he'd like thrown his bike in this bush and was on the phone, like waiting for somebody. Um, and we got back to our cars. We we're like, we're not going to get changed and leave our cars here. So we moved the cars a little bit down the road. So, yeah, dodgy people in Uffington on Sunday mornings. And going to get them around Wrexham. So the plan was 8K at, well, I said, look, the ideal, if you're in shape, Ben, I want you to do 8K at around marathon pace, 3.25s. 6K also around marathon pace, maybe a little bit quicker, 3.23s. And then the 3K at a bit close to half marathon pace, the 3.20s. But I said, we can add five seconds for where you're at and we'll see how I feel. But we got rolling. So we did the 8K in 3.24s. Um, my heart rate was pretty good. I think average probably 1.64 for that. So um, similar to what the treadmill was saying, which is good, I think. Um, then we did a 6K. So we float the 2K floats were at four minutes per K, um, which is what, 6.15 per mile, something like that. 6K, we did a 3.23s. But it was slightly tougher because we ran back into a small, tiny breeze and it was marginally uphill, the 6K. Um, Cloudy's put a filter on his, on his screen. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening, mate. Um, <laughs> I did another 2K float and then we did 3K 
harder and because I it was quite cold it says it feels like minus one it's quite cold and you know when you run hard and it's really cold air it sort of takes a bit gives you a bit of a shock um, yeah it actually that first K of that hard bit actually hurt me a little bit Josh now take a picture of clarity when I'm got can't wait to upload this this is what I have to deal with when I'm reading my week um anyway I did the free so the 3k around 317 316 315 for 3k so all in all that's 13 mile at 539 pace um and yes the 3k I worked I got up to threshold but I that was much I was much further on than I thought I'd be you I need mean, to stop putting so, these filters on your face, mate. So what's the um so what are you doing? Are you looking to do uh a, so Tuesday, Friday, Sunday? Is that is that is that the idea going forward? Have you read my training plan? Well, I thought oh, I was because I did it this week. Um yeah, for the next few weeks I'm just gonna do um Tuesday intervals, Friday sub threshold stuff. So fairly, fairly light. I don't wanna obviously stress stress my body too much um and then yeah sunday <laughs> sunday long run session i can't look at you anymore <laughs> matt for people who are just listening matt's now got a shark filter on um and he's changed his filter throughout this thing anyway that was my week i did what 86 miles decent um with three kind of sessions so and i'm yeah just pleased with how it all went and even ben noticed that I wasn't I was much happier this week because I didn't moan at him once on the run and there was lots to moan at him about Josh as you know yeah for starters I was expecting when you said there was a dodgy man in Uffington I was expecting the story well, about him right so for starters I'm sat in my car in this lay-by waiting for Ben to turn up he flies into this lay-by then he parks like an inch in front of my car with his headlights on I'm like this lay-by is massive I'm like is there any need for that mate so I told him to reverse a bit that angered me to start with. I say I wasn't angry. I was angry for a minute when he arrived. And then Josh, he gets out of his car. Then you know Ben. He like, I'm stood there just like doing a bit of stretching. And he opens his door and just like walks over to it. I was like, because he was wearing like these, um, you know, these Helps and Harriers trousers we got. He was wearing them to run in again with no socks. He wears oh, no to run in. He wears no show socks as well. I'm like, oh. You've got like wear some your ankles are cold, mate. Anyway, I've waffled on far too long. So let's move on to Strava leaderboard, shall we? Um anyone got any information? No. Kieran Walker. Have we mentioned Kieran before? He wins the week. Yeah, um, he um I think he was he was up there a couple of weeks ago. NEP sure. after his name. I believe he's doing Manchester Marathon. Oh, okay. What's what's the uh... always the northeast guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's good, good it. runner. Yeah, he's got um, one eleven. He did one eleven on the dot. Lord, Nel- is that Nelson in cricket? Um, I think what we should do is we should do a competition. Um, if for the person that can stay on top of the leaderboard for six weeks, <laughs> Josh will love that. Yeah, just free reign. Um, Jake Smith in second. 
Do we call him that now? Fresh out of Uganda. Do we call him that now? Is it sort of Chepsi Guy Jr.? I don't know, but he started writing paragraphs after every one of his runs. I'm not sure I'm I'm here for that. Um, anyway, Sally Radcliffe led the women's 105 miles from Sally. Um, Andy Davies was most pleasing. 100.0 miles, 10 runs, longest run 20.0, average pace 6.56. He could have done sevens. That would have pleased me more. 6.59. Um, it's impressive. Oh, sorry, 6.59, yeah. So... Um, could have done sevens and that would have been a very satisfying week. Anyway, that's um, Strava leaderboards. Should we thanks? Have you got the notes open, mate? Should we thanks patrons? We've got Western's wise words. Oh, sorry. I've moved on. You give me Western's wise words and we'll go from there. And it's a great one. It really is. Um, Dan has outdone himself this week. Um, he got me chuckling. So here we go. Listeners, get ready. If you've ready. got red hair, then please don't be offended. Um, so, have you ever run next to a redhead in a race and they seemed comfortable? Are we going to get loads of complaints about this? No, not at all. Okay, not good. at all. Every 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 uh, colour head is beautiful. Um, are you a redhead who's been in a race and wondered why the people around you seem to be in more pain? Wow. <laughs> Redheads have a lower pain tolerance. A study published in 2009, um, we will put, we'll try and find the reference and put it in the show notes, uh, explains why redheads are more likely to skip a visit to the dentist. Apparently, the genes that control the colour of their hair also have an impact on how pain is perceived. So, top tip, if you have red hair, be careful not to overdo the hard sessions. So, thank you again, Daniel. Fantastic. Do you know anyone with red hair who runs? Yes. Who? Yeah. Um, Kieran Lewis. There's a few. Kieran Lewis, Yeah. yeah. What's his pain threshold like? He hasn't been to the dentist in a while. It's in a study. So, uh, you know, there's research behind it. Okay. Fair enough. Um, should we thank some patrons? I said you don't have red hair. No, I'm sure. You, you've got the first one, Matt. Um, he's a man from your neck of the woods. All right. So I'm thanking... Um, Cam bear, bear with me bear with me ah there he is sorry I've, I've got it I'm thanking Cam big Cam from the land of dreams you say so, surname Cam Muir I think I'm pronouncing that right I hope yeah, you so are. Cam did you listen have you listened to Inside Run It you probably haven't because you haven't been running go on Brady tried to pronounce Rue you know like Michelle Rue the, the chef Oh, yeah. He said root, rocks, rooks or something. I love I'm, his pronunciation. I'm terrible with, I'm terrible with, um, terrible with It, it is things. pretty hard. Like, you know, there's quite a lot of variation in names and things, isn't there? It's not an easy job. Anyway, it's Cam's time. So Cam, um, he's from Stoke. He's also uh, a massage therapist um, in the Stoke area. So make sure you uh, drop Cam a message for your next massage if you're in Stoke. 
Um, PB's 15.05 for 5K, so he's a quick boy. 31.27 for 10K and 68.48 for the half. Um, interesting fact, runs for City of Stoke. He does have a very sharp um, haircut, nice fresh fade, uh, and likes to wear his cap backwards. I appreciate that. He, uh, <laughs> he drives, specifically, he drives a 1.4 Corsa <laughs> um, and might support Man United. Yeah. So there we are. So, Cam, thank you very much, young man. Yeah, he's, he's a very big fan of his 1.4 Corsa. Um, Josh, you got the next one for me? Have you updated the document? Wow, I'll, I'll I've add. got it. I can free. I can freestyle it if not. Well, he's he's, he's in there. He's got his details. You can. Oh, okay. So the person that just accepted us on Facebook, oh, on Instagram, I was just looking up, so I can do them. Let me do them. So uh, I'm thanking Katie Roy. Um, so she runs for Chepstow Harriers. Uh, yeah. She's got PBs of um, 5K is 17.59. Uh, 10k 3849 and half marathon of 87. 10k incorrect. You failed at the first hurdle. So, Katie, apologies. I'm up to date on you. I've done my research. I'm looking on power of 10. Yeah, but I've got up to date. It's not on power of 10. No, wait. So, Katie, 220, 800 meters, 448, 1500. Yeah. 1759, 5k, 3645 for 10k from yesterday at Speedway 10k. Okay, congratulations yeah yeah congrats on the pb <clears throat> um so i'm browsing her instagram now because she's literally just accepted about this is this is not what you it. want by the way apologies Katie. <laughs> if there's one person so, you don't want browsing your instagram it's josh lunn so it looks like she's got two uh two daughters um looks like she runs for bristol as well she's pretty speedy on the track though isn't she? she's got some good times on the on the track, indoors and out, by looks of it. Uh, I'm not from what our Instagram says. What you're about? Oh, I'm going to find a, one more interesting fact while she's the next person. We'll come back, come back to that. She's got a couple of nice, cute bunnies. <laughs> Where did you see that? Oh, damn, mate. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm thanking Ben Lloyd. Ben's from, from Yeovil, PBs of... 1556 5k, 3252 for 10k, 7247 for the half. Um, he runs for Well City Harriers. Is that Frank Tickner? Did he run for them? Ben Tickner. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Frank the Tank. Um, good club down there. Uh, he likes a Ben Parks cap. Very distinctive, those Ben Parks hats. I feel like Ben should send us some free merch. Um, and he's a Yeovil FC fan, which I applaud, I applaud you for that, Ben, because you should support your local club. And Yeovil have had some tough times of late. Um, some good players down there in the past. Ed Upson, big fan of his, scored the FA Youth Cup final goal for Ipswich Town. He went to play for Yeovil. So, um, so yeah. I've he's heard got, Ben's got a good coach as well. Are you his coach? So can you give some more facts about Ben then? It might help me. Uh, ben is a, a beautiful young man. Um, 
he yeah massive potential uh on the uh, five and ten k so uh yeah look out uh um he's uh he should be cracking at the 32 uh, barrier soon but yeah he's a massive Yeovil fan he goes around all the away games he wear yeah he wears he wears his cap very much like you very straight peak so i wonder where he got that from it's a lot of that way <laughs> um Josh, you got any more interesting facts for me about Katie? Over yeah. So she's a, she's a reg, well, I say regular. She's run around the Rose Inn loop. So big fan of that myself. Um, she's done the relays there back in 2019. So, uh, yeah, 2019. She must have heard that you'd been around and. Um, did she, did she see it? the farmer's dog? Uh, I, see, do, I need to finish picture, my sentence because it sounds dodgy. She wants to replicate her heroes, not for any other dodgy reasons why she'd be around there. Um, so, yeah, thanks to all the Patreons this week. If you want to support us, head over to patreon.com forward slash inside jogging podcast. Um, I am speaking to a man next week for our Patreon series. So, yeah, he builds into Seville. That would be a nice little series. Um, yeah, if anyone's got any suggestions for people you want to hear some training talk, for, from for patreon then drop us a message and i'll see what i can do um list of questions got a couple this week um matt you got the first one i have yeah so um first question comes in from mark hobbs mark hobbs swansea mark hobbs yeah i don't think it is is it it's another mark hobbs yeah. um anyway um i've signed up for manchester as my first marathon goal is 245 to 250 should a half four four weeks out uh, be done at goal marathon pace or normal half marathon pace? P.S. I love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Mark. Um, I I I would say run hard personally. Four when? weeks out, if you as long as you're if so four weeks out, if you're doing a half, I think you can run hard, and then you can do marathon stuff like either side of it because it's a good sort of test to see roughly where you are. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. Strange day, Josh is. Josh has been. He's a changed man on his <laughs> list of questions. Um, anyway, plenty, yeah, of good, plenty of good half marathons about as well. I would always, yeah, half marathon four to six weeks out, fine to do it quick. If it's two, three week, two weeks out, then yeah, no quicker than marathon pace, I'd say. Um, Josh, you got the next question? Yeah. So, uh, quick question, if you don't mind me picking your brains during a marathon build 12 to 16 weeks how many 20 mile plus runs do you do and how many do you give to your athletes i have a coach so we'll ultimately do whatever he tells me but just interested in your opinion and that comes from sean darney um i think it's it's difficult when you don't know what I guess it's, it's relative, time, isn't it? Yeah, because like, it's time on feet thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, if you're running a marathon in four hours, you know, 20 miles, you might be out there for nearly four hours. Um, so. Yeah, I guess I'll answer it for, for, for us. So if, like, for me, I would probably, I don't know, 12 weeks out, I'd probably be doing one a week for 20. I would say if you go from 20, I'd probably do a few of them and then probably a few which get up to maybe 24, 26, maybe. Yeah, so I have this dilemma almost weekly because a lot of the P 
people I coach, um, I've got 12 doing, well, 12 doing Manchester and two others doing Brighton. So they're in the sort of mid to the build up now. And they're all looking between 225 and 255, say. Um, but it, when you're not doing big mileage, to throw a 20 mile in every week is a bit excessive. Yeah. Um, so I try and, yeah, at least have, maybe I'll do two weeks hard, two weeks harder with some long runs of yeah, 20 to 22 miles and then drop it down for, for one week or, or alternate the long run each week to between sort of 16 and 18 and 20 and 22. Um, but yeah, for me, I try and get them in most weeks, to be honest. Um, varying, you know, varying efforts like we've described in all our build-ups that, or like the one I described this week. So yeah, Matt? Um, yeah, I think uh, 12 to 16 weeks, I think you need to be in a good place physically, well, and mentally as well, at 12 weeks. So I think yeah, yeah. getting at least, and, and, and it's also about the, um, what are you doing in that 20 miles? Is it time on your feet? Is it a session? It all depends on what you're doing. But yeah, I'd say you need to be getting up to 18 to 20 miles um, at least every 10 days, I'd say. Yeah. Good question though. I think um, I usually only start hitting the 20 mile mark with most people about nine, 10 weeks out. Sometimes that first few weeks is just the yeah, 30K or 27, 28K. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's now got chef hat on, um, which is always fun. Have you only just found these things on Zoom, Matt? I'm having a great time. I'm having an absolute great time. You know what? I'll, I'll change my background next week for you. Um, yeah, let's be professional now. So, uh, my question is: Should three and a half to four hour guys train similar to you boys, other than the obvious speed, distance, and recovery? <laughs> I read this. I was like. I think you've answered your own question. Like, if you're doing speed, distance, recovery different, then yeah, why are you doing the same? You do um, no, I, it's different. It's completely different, isn't it? Um, somebody who's running, you know, two and a half hours for a marathon will be, their training is completely different to somebody running four hours. Um, so I think similar to what we just discussed in that last question, it's, it's just about finding what's appropriate for the, for the person and um as soon as you you realize that a time you know a 20 mile run for somebody who's running four hours is going to be three hours plus you're not going to put that in every week are you so it is very different to to us but i mean some of the principles are the are similar um but yeah it's, it's a difficult one to answer because a lot of the time they're doing a lot less volume as well as a lot less intensity um so so yeah the, the big thing for the longer staff is this is something my uncle once said to me i never really thought about is the nutrition so yeah. if you are going out for those big runs where i would probably maybe have like a couple of drinks or sometimes not even anything if you're going out for three four hours then you definitely need to really consider what you're taking on fuel wise yeah and um often you'll find they they're they run much closer to marathon pace or quicker on a lot of their runs just because mm -hmm. it's just a 
a different kind of effort, like, isn't it? Um, yeah. Anything else to add, Matt? No, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what you boys said, to be honest. I think, I think what we should do at some stage as well is maybe we could do a, a, a session a session just on Q&As on just a, a 12 to 16 week marathon build and what that looks like for yeah. anything from a, you know, a 220 marathon or all the way up to a four hour um, marathoner yeah I've got one more marathon question because I thought they're all kind of marathon this week longest run with say 95% of marathon pace um, sorry the last question from Joe Hogg by the way this one's from Luke Jackson thanks Joe uh, longest run with 95% of marathon pace prior to a marathon how far I think you're saying how far and how far out um, I I actually don't tend to like people doing much more than 25k at marathon pace and i usually do it four ish weeks out so about 15 16 miles at marathon pace um as one block i don't think you need to do any more than that personally no i agree i think yeah i think anything even i mean you can go three weeks um i i tend to do my last hard um session with a lot of marathon pace efforts about three weeks out yeah. um, and I prescribe that for my athletes as well but um, I think I think that I think I, I quite like how he's put it there as, as 95% as well that's what I was about um, to work out so Josh you're good at maths I'm just typing in oh, sorry let me let me reread the question 95% mm-hmm. what's 95% let's say you're doing a a 5.15 mile what's 95% of that about five forty-five, is it? What was the? No, I'd be quicker than break that. Break out the, something it? of a mile. So, say you're running a five-fifteen mile, which is your yeah. marathon pace. Well, what you've run. If you were oh, running ninety-five percent of that marathon pace, what is that in in numbers? I know because Josh got a spreadsheet in front of him. Um. I'd say it's about five twenty, ish. We do 105 in actual terms, don't you? Of three sixty, one twenty, one eighty-two of three hundred and fifteen seconds. So fifteen yeah. seconds is that right? Fifteen seconds is five percent. Yeah. So yeah, probably about five thirty. Um. So if you're to do yeah, well, fifteen seconds is off. Uh, so fifteen point five seconds off three ten. So three twenty-five. Yeah, but I said three. So I, I, sorry, five ten. I did off five ten. Of course you would. Um, so if you if you do, I think me and you have done it before, Josh. Probably about six weeks out, done um, like twenty four miles at kind of steady state, didn't we? We did like five. 15. I I definitely did it with Nasha. Not you did it with me because you got. We did it with Steve Robinson, and you died. We went back up the hill on the way back to the cricket pitch. That was like that was we did. I looked at that one the other day. We did twenty five miles at um, five fifties. Yeah, well, I know that's what I'm saying. I, I said yeah, yeah. So, so, but, so with with uh, Nasha in the last London build up, I did twenty four with him, and that was about five thirties. Well, one pace. So that was a bit quicker. Yeah. Well, so yeah, um, I think you can do. A bit I more. never and- forget that run. It was horrendous. I think you can do a bit more at sort of 95% effort. Um, 
maybe not 24, but yeah. Anyway, um, let's go to some news. Plenty of results from the weekend. I know Gina was keen on me getting this better for you, Matt. Um, so we'll start over. Actually, let's not talk about results first. My biggest news of the week, Street Fly. You seen it, Josh? I'm so excited. Have I seen it? <laughs> it's, it's the only thing that pops up on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'll be getting a pair. Don't worry about that. I'm excited because they look... I The report I read, um, the person who did the review thinks they're slightly more stacked than the Peg Turbo was. So although yeah, they're marketing yeah. it as a 510k shoe, it's full-length Zoom oh. X with a midfoot plate. So very similar to the Peg Turbo. Which you I'm could probably run a marathon on that. You could run a marathon on that, couldn't you? Well, you could use a training shoe. Probably, That's what yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. Like, if you don't want a full-plated training shoe that you do your long runs in, hopefully Easy this is... 12 Monday morning. <laughs> is that... So it's a half plate. It's not a full calm, calm plate. Uh, just a, mid, a midfoot, yeah. midfoot. It's a softer plate as well. It's not, I don't know if it's full. Well, It'd be like the turbo was. Yeah. Sorry, the tempo was. I think so. So... The way it was described was it was definitely it, it was very much like a peg turbo in, in the spec. I mean, you've got to wait and see how it feels, I suppose. But they're obviously marketing it as a five ten k shoe, but I think that's because there's a gap in the market for that shoe. Um, yeah, do you whereas, know what it's going to be perfect for as well? What track track sessions? Yeah, it'd be absolutely mm. perfect. What's the stack high? Was it's um it's not massive less than vapor flight but as i say yeah i think it was 28 possibly versus 26 was peg turbo something like it was like slightly more than peg turbo that's peg yeah. turbo too so um it might keep it might keep me out of dragonflies let's put it that way i'll keep you happy there was an instagram post on it so i'll try and dig that out at some point um, yeah it would be good though it's like in between chewing it yeah i think yeah. it's it's a shoe that's missing like i get asked it a lot like what shoes should I wear for my long runs? Because they want to run fast. You've got blocks of marathon pace or quicker. But you don't want to smash out your vapor flies or your alpha flies every week. And there's definitely a market that Josh will. Because um, he's, yeah, loaded. But, um, but yeah, I think there's a market for a long run type shoe. which So it'd be good, hopefully. It fits that bill. But, yeah, running news. Start over in Belfast. Belfast International Cross Country, which is... Apparently, the World Athletics Cross Country Tour didn't know it existed. Um, part of the Cross Country Tour, I think. Oh, yeah, it's part of it. Sorry. Yeah. But it's on the British Cross Challenge. And yeah. it was Home Counties International. It was won by Helena Beery. I think she was a bit of a yeah, shock. Yeah, I watched it. Um, mm. In full on kit. Not full. She was wearing Matumbo's. Oh, was she? I spotted but that. She was yeah. Wearing, but, she was in, yeah, she's. She was in, in an on, on tracksuit afterwards as well. It's a surprising yeah. move. Is it not? Yeah, 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 I know. Cash. Cash is obviously in it, okay. but she's gonna move up to marathon, surely, because she's been on the track for um how when did she last win? Did she win the fifteen hundred in the diamond league? I thought she won the ten K. Oh, I actually can't remember I can't remember. She definitely won the No, she didn't win the she didn't win the fifteen hundred. Was the f- uh, Hassan won the five. yeah he won the five k and then in the Diamond League oh okay anyway um she took the win Hannah Irwin in second and Mario McLennan in third so Northern Ireland second Scottish third in the men's Zach Mohammed took the win mm-hmm. for England 
followed by Ilias Wani from Italy, I want to say. Italy. Yeah, um, Italy. And then Stuart McCallum was third for, I want to say England, but was he running Scotland? Scotland. I uh, say so he's got a Scottish name. Is He's Winchester-based. and um, So sorry, Stuart. I uh, should have guessed from your name, really. Um, indoors, Sports City. I'm going to get his neck. Josh, what, um, do you know, obviously, the performance from the young Welshman? I've got a message. Oshin Perrin. Wait, Oshin. Alan, Alan, Tom, Alan Thomas let me know that I need some help with his name. So, yeah, it's Oshan. Oshan Perrin. Yeah, Oshan. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, done, Oshin, well done, Oshan. Um, he ran 7.54 for the an, an, another new British under-20 record, and that's the third fastest under-20 European in history. Um, Cara McGinn took the win in the, in the women's in a world indoors time of 8.47. The Irish international based up in, in Manchester with New Balance team. Um, Santa Polar half. Anyone see Jess, Jess's run at Santa Polar? I saw the results, but I didn't see really much any of the race. Yeah. So Jess Piazeki took um, second place in 67-20. So she now moves third on the British all-time list behind Paula and Liz McColgan. Um, so, yeah, with her and Jess Judd and Ailish McColgan, we've got a pretty strong crop of sort of distance runners emerging. And obviously Charlie Perdue running a quick time. Um, yeah, I think we'll have a few fast female marathon runners in the next few years. Um, Speedway, close to home, yeah, Speed, Speedway 10K was on. Josh, you're a big fan of Speedway. Um, did you have your eye on the results there? Yeah, I saw the results. Again, not see. I don't, I don't know if they had a stream, but that's the annoying thing here. It's um, hard for me to watch European races. At the well, there's not, much, sort of... there's not much streams goes on yeah. anyways there. Um, Phil Norman took the win, the steeplechaser, um, in 29-11. Um, I think there was 11 men went under 30 minutes. Your old boy, Nasha, went under 29-30 again. Um, yeah, it's been a while. And Alex Eichelbosch took the win in the women's race in... I haven't got a time. 33-something. 33-31? 33-31, I think. Um and yeah, there was again quite a few ran under nine women under 35 minutes. Uh, I mean, the conditions this weekend, as I'll go into in a couple of the other results, were perfect, really. Um, it was cold, but not too cold. You're sort of talking three, four degrees and no ice. Yeah, it's perfect. No front, no, no wind whatsoever. Like even on my loop on, in the fens, Josh, the flags weren't moving. It was incredible. Um, so. Yeah, they took took adva- full advantage of that. So some good performances at Speedway, in, which is in Chepstow. Um, and then Farnborough half, Andy Hayes, 64-17. Pretty quick for a solo half marathon. Uh, with Philly Bowden was 76-12. So quick times there. And there's a couple of quick 10-milers on at St. Albans and Canterbury. I saw Charlie Risley, 49-39. Which is a love a 10 mile That's good. They need yeah, to 10 miles are good. Yeah. And then Scott. It's like Cousins. a half, but you don't have the shit three miles at the end. Yeah, Scott Cousins in St. Albans, who's a listener, 50 12, which is a 
another solid time from Scott. He's sort of come on massively in the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, quick results this weekend and plenty of plenty of things to go through. Um, but that's pretty much all I've got for you this week. So what's happening next week, Josh? When it, you're getting back to sessions? Yeah, I'm going to call Matt in about five minutes and say he's going to love that, I'm sure, um, to discuss the plan. Can you wear and... a filter for the whole call, Matt? <laughs> no, I, uh, I video call him on WhatsApp and then Gina generally holds the phone. And then Matt's across the other side of the room shouts at me. It's, it's a weekend thing. It's what we do on the weekend. Well, I, I try and call him every day, but he doesn't like to call, speak to me every day. <laughs> sometimes he answers, sometimes he doesn't. He's not charging you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing a session this week. It's what day? So my, I'll tell you my proposition. We, we, why, why don't we could do the call now? So what, what I'm going to suggest is see if I can do it tomorrow. I think what Matt's going to say is, no, you do it on Friday. You're rocking like somebody who's very nervous and a madman. No, right? I, I, was, I was massaging my calf. Okay. Go on, then. What's your proposition? You massage your head. Proposition us <laughs> away. Go. I've said mine. Oh, did you? I must switch yeah. off. Bored me I said, so much. I, I want to do the. I want to do the workout tomorrow. Yeah, but what is it? Matt's, oh, uh, it's called. This you're like this. It's called a mixed grill. <laughs> who called it this <laughs> Matt <laughs> so it's it's something like steady marathon pace steady 10 by a minute steady marathon pace steady and I think it's total of 22 miles bit of everything it's a monster solid yeah solid sesh so um, without the bacon and then you fly back um, how is that going to impact your run in at the weekend well this is a whole sort of thing I've got an, I've got a plan and I'm going to suggest it to Matt because I could do a, a mini long run on fr- Saturday. When you fly? fly. Uh, so it'll be tight. I reckon I can get a long run in in Beaver Creek, get back to the airport for one. Are your flights at one? Yeah. I got ages, mate. What are you worried about? It's an hour drive to Beaver Creek and an hour drive back. Why do you need to go to Beaver Creek? That's just where Beer wants to go. That's where they normally long run on Saturday. Too, so. I mean, if you're tight for time, why don't you just do something <laughs> yourself and get it done? It Josh. Last day, isn't it? I don't want to run on my own. Well, why can't the boys so, bend for you? Uh, it's not just like our group either. They definitely, it definitely, to be fair, actually, I think quite a few of them are away in Florida. So I'll see. Maybe, maybe. Right. Um, Matt, what's your plans? Um, I'm getting a jab on Wednesday. What sort of jab? Not COVID jab. Um, so yeah, heroin injection, <laughs> PRP injection Wednesday. So I'll be in a boot from Wednesday for a week. So um, yeah, that's my week. To be honest, busy with work, busy with life. How many phone calls am I going to get pivot tables? What's that? How many phone calls will I get about pivot tables this week? None. You've, you've mate. I was a happy bunny when you did that one for me today. Um, he phoned me five minutes, five minutes before the show. I'm trying to do some show notes to get us going and sort what out that pivot tab, table. Tab, tabula or something? Yeah, tabula yeah, form. Tabula form, oh, excuse me. So just, yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, anyway. What are you doing, Aaron? I am 
what am I doing? This is a great question, Josh. Um, my diary is looking very full for the next few weeks. I don't know why. Um, I will, first of all, start off by apologising. The show is a day late, not because of Josh, because of me. And I was at a children's party yesterday. Um, and by I like how you say, I'm going to start off by apologising when we're 93 minutes into the show. I know, I've just remembered that we're, it's Monday evening. Um, and I was told in... I asked about it quite a lot. I said, what time will you be finished? Because I need to tell the boys. And she said, by she, that's my wife, Jenny. Jenny said, oh, you'll be home, we'll be home by five. It's, it's half past five. I'm still sat in the kitchen with kids with spaghetti bolognese all around her face. I'm like, we ain't getting home in the next half an hour. So, yeah, um, it's all fun. But, uh, yeah, Jenny's, Jenny's away again um tomorrow wednesday so more treadmill running and the beauty of the treadmill is like i did a lot this week i've got to say was when eliza was napping so i just jumped on the treadmill and it's perfect stick the baby you, monitor um, next to me i was gonna say do you put the baby monitor or do you bring her in there no when she's asleep mate baby monitor it's freezing okay. in that garage um so jenny's in salisbury checking out the spire and all that uh novichok and stuff um and I'm busy working. And then, yeah, my diary's full of things that Jenny's doing, actually. Saturday night, she's got cheese night. You interested? Klaus, you want to join oh, cheese night? I love cheese I'm, night. I feel like I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't think that'll go down too well. Um, and also, I found out from my diary yesterday, it was actually mine and Jenny's. going to count this. 13 year anniversary yesterday wow 13 years so you've been like not marriage just together. been yeah. together wow yeah it's a long time isn't it sentence long sentence sorry that's a sentence for her right that's it shall we speak again next, next week next week not, you'll be pleased to know I'll be back on GMT or are, are we even on are GMT you? at the minute or is it BST GMT plus one isn't it yeah I'm putting my pajamas on. Now. No, GMT plus one is no, summertime. G- no, 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 summer, which is B- yeah, BST. So anyway, I'll be back in the UK, ready to record the show. Will you be back? Yeah, I land in Heathrow at 9.30. So I need to, uh, this is going to be a mission. I've got four suitcases. Well, three suitcases and a rucksack. I need to get from Heathrow to Cardiff. You've got my snacks, haven't you? Not yet, but I'll, uh, I'll arrange them. Where are you living? <laughs> That's my question. Uh, in, Car- in Cardiff. Until Seville? No, probably indefinitely now. And then I'm going to do 50% in Cardiff, 50% in Flagstaff. Oh, you're not back, sure if I told you that. That's a Cardiff? Yeah, I told you this, I'm sure. No? Right, no. If not, there you go. There's a, there's a podcast exclusive. I feel like well, I've uh, managed to negotiate a, a reasonable sort of setup. So I am... Um, can come back to Cardiff um, come back to Flagstaff more regularly alright fair enough Aaron looks very unhappy about this no I was thinking about what my tea's coming in five minutes <laughs> I was thinking what do I want to order we're getting chippy tea so I'm very excited for that alright boys and, right I'll catch you next week yeah see you later Thanks.
Six Weeks interview is a name well known in the running community, um, thanks to his large online presence, which which regularly sees videos get upwards of twenty thousand views on YouTube, um, a lot more than a lot more engagement than we do. Um, and his infamous shot for London Marathon in twenty seventeen, where he helped a fellow runner in need. But yeah, a very handy runner himself. He's got PBs of fifteen thirteen for five k, thirty one twenty two for ten k, sixty eight forty eight for the half. And 229 for the marathon, which I know he's very keen to improve on. So welcome to the show, Matt Reese, um, also known as the Welsh Runner Online. How's things going, mate? Yeah, going pretty well, mate. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm a big listener, love the podcast on Easy Runs, putting it on. So yeah, it's it's great to be on. Um, I feel a bit like an imposter. You talk to all these elite athletes and then you've brought me on, but hopefully we'll have a good chat. Well, as we were saying before, I, I go on the show every week and I'm not running much, so if anyone's an imposter, it's me at the moment. You've got plenty fast enough PBs to be on here by yourself. I mean, recently I saw on Instagram that you were out in Kenya. Talk us through what it was like in Kenya. What did you What did you learn? What did you see? Kenya was unbelievable. Uh, have you been? No. Cloudy, um, not yeah. me. Um, I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go to E10. Uh, you know, there's so many great runners out there. You know, there's this amazing running culture and so many world-class athletes have come from there. But did I think I was ever going to end up going? Probably not. Um, and then Running Trips reached out to me and said, would you like to go on this Kenya experience? It's a camp we put on. Um, and I just jumped at the opportunity. Didn't think Kelly was going to allow me to go, but she gave me the green light. And it's amazing out there. Um, I've never trained at altitude, so that was interesting. But the culture and just Eten is is it's hard to put into words um there's just so many good runners everywhere and yeah what do you want to know because i could go on about it for well, ages i mean what what's interesting i think what would be interesting is is sort of what you picked up from what sort of things they're doing each week how often they're running yeah what, so yeah. I, i've mentioned this in my my vlogs on youtube um i talked through a typical week and it's just so simple and yet effective. So they rest on Sunday. Monday, they go out and do a steady run, um, almost a progression in the morning, and then a really slow run in the, in the evening. Tuesday's track, then a slow recovery run in the evening. Uh, Wednesday is just another double, just loads of volume. Uh, Thursday is a fartlek, which is either three minutes on, two minutes on, one minutes on with one minute recovery. And then again, a recovery run in the evening. Friday is more easy miles. And then Saturday, they treat their long run as a session. They keep it pretty steady. Um, and then as they get closer to marathons, if that's what they're training for, then they get a bit more specific and try and run them a bit faster. But it's they just repeat that over and over and over again. And it's so effective. Um, the marathoners, they're doing big volumes. So they're doing like 180K, which is near enough 120 miles a week. Um, but yeah, it, it works. And it was inspiring to see so many athletes putting in that amount of effort into their running. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's you often see from a lot of the elite athletes, it, it's not rocket science. I mean, you listen to Clousey. Obviously, Clousey is not a, a tour two guy, but he's a very quick two thirteen runner and does eight by three minutes, ten by three minutes, twelve by three minutes, two minute reps. It's very simple. It's no crazy. Um, magic formula. So even Kipchoge, does he have religiously? Does he have Sunday off? 
I, I haven't asked Jogi, so I don't know. But um, I've heard that, yeah, he has Sunday off and he goes back because he's he's trained in Captagat. So he mm-hmm. doesn't train any time, but he trained in Captagat at a camp. And I hear that on Sundays he goes back and spends it with his family. So after the Saturday run, he'll then go home for what like a day and a half or whatever and spend it with his family and make it a rest day, um, which is really and, interesting because yeah, lots of, you know, lots of the top club runners around here, they don't really have rest days or they have a rest day when they need it rather than having it scheduled into their week. Mm. Yeah. But in Kenya, they do that Monday run just a little bit steadier, a bit higher end aerobic and progress it because they've had that rest day on the Sunday. So they're a bit fresher. Yeah, exactly. And the rest day easy runs, I've seen some Kenyan easy runs. Um, what sort of paces are they starting out at? Well, this is the interesting thing because everyone told me, oh, the Kenyans do their easy runs really slow. And it's true, those recovery runs in the afternoon, it's almost painfully slow. So, you know, you've got 203, 204 marathoners running slower than eight minute per mile mm. or slower than five minute per K. And they really are shuffling. But those morning runs, they're not so easy. They may start that really slow, but they really do build into it. And they're running a lot quicker for those morning easy runs, but they're very comfortable and controlled. So the Kenyan shuffle is something that is happening out in Kenya. But I almost think that's not what we should take away as, oh, that's the key to running fast, is the shuffle. That almost feels like that's purely for recovery. Yeah, I suppose what I often take away from it is, it's yes, let's say they're starting out eight minute miling, but their their 5k pace is, is closer to four minute miling than five. Um, yeah. So in most cases, it's sort of three and a half minutes per mile slower than, than 5k pace, which if you're sort of everyday recreational runner puts that into, into practice too, they're going to be running a lot slower than I bet they are at the, at the moment, which is, um, yeah, always an interesting takeaway. You don't have to smash every run as long as you're getting the quality on the on the quality days um but you did meet Kipchoge didn't you I did see in your your yeah yeah um it was pretty incredible really um so we went to the track to do a session and there was rumors that Kipchoge is going to be there but I always thought no it's going to fall through he's not actually going to be there and we got there and he was floating around the track looking so comfortable just beautiful to watch and I almost wanted to just watch his whole track session because it was just so amazing. But no, I got on the track, did my session and it's amazing. I think running is the only place where you can join in, not with the same session, but I was on the track on the same field of play, if you like, as, you know, the best runner, best marathon runner out there where you couldn't go on a football pitch and, you know, <laughs> take a penalty or anything. So yeah, it was incredible. Um, I was doing shorter reps, 400 meter reps, and by chance, one of his, I think it was his 3K pace uh, came through. So I was at the back of, you know, the, the chain and it was just insane. Um, yeah, they, they do have very big groups, even even for his track sessions, don't they? They're sort of quite a few usually working together for 1200s or 2Ks, whatever they, they do. Um, but yeah, you're right. He does float. Um, I think I spoke about it last week when I saw him come past at London. It's just an incredible watch like how yeah. graceful he is compared to a lot of some runners yeah have got a very gritty sort of face and a gritty style but he's definitely not he's doesn't often show any strain does he no i think he likes to try and stay relaxed keep a relaxed face smile 
and endure the pain that way. But in the sessions, he says he only goes up to like 80 to 90% effort in a session. It's very difficult to tell because it's perceived effort, but he doesn't look like he's much, much beyond that. He just looks so comfortable. Um, a lot of the easy running, I presume you're doing out on the, on the dirt roads. Um, what, so what season are they in now? Was it, was it all dry or was it, cause I've heard some points in the year, those dirt roads become a bit of a slog. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, it did rain, but only in the, in the nights a couple of times and the roads were fine by the morning. Um, I'd seen photos of the times when they do get bad rain and it looks like unrunnable conditions. But yeah, it was it was dry in the days and they were just perfect. Um, the trails around E10 are just so beautiful and really nice to run on. Although a lot more rocky and stony in places than I thought. It really was trails rather than just dirt roads in places, um, but also really hilly. There, were, there wasn't a flat route. You couldn't run any flat route, which was something different for me. I almost, I do run hilly routes, especially where I'm based now, but I definitely try to avoid them for session days and stuff, but they weren't, they were just taking on the hills as if, well, this is, you know, this is where we live. It's still training. Why not do it on a hilly route? Yeah, aren't you based near the Forest of Dean? Yeah, I've got so many hills around me. Yeah, and say, yeah. I, we went out there for, I've been out there a couple of times for a few like weekend training camp things. And yeah, it's really hilly, I thought. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I, I do a lot of running in the forest on the hilly routes. But then for session days, I look for something flat. You know, I go around the lake or there's an industrial estate where I'll um, do reps there. But since I've got back, I'm actually doing more harder runs on the hills because why not you're still getting the aerobic benefits you're still getting the benefits but you're getting strong as well and then closer to race day i'll do more on the roads then to try and you know get that specific pace working i think that's also a good yeah good takeaway from 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 kenya and those sort of athletes the way they train in that they're not often worried about hitting exact splits they're they're working on a feel like you know if they're doing a long a long run on hilly stony terrain you're not going to hit your goal marathon pace at altitude are you so no you're not going to get near some of the routes yeah i think i think a lot of us over here are obsessed with you've got i don't know blocks of of 10k and you have to hit these set splits whereas if you just worked to an effort you're probably doing as good a job really yeah like you said at altitude on these routes uh, you know, I was I was trying to grill all these runners, trying to find out exactly what they're doing. So I'm like, what pace are you doing your long run? So this is your marathon goal. What pace are you doing your long run? He's like, steady. Yeah. And I'm like, what's steady? He's like, I don't know, just f- feel it out, you know? Yeah. And when you then hit the roots, you realize, well, yeah, like it, it doesn't matter what pace you told me. You, you're running up this hill for five minutes because it's a big, long climb. It doesn't matter what pace it is. You just got to try and get that effort right. Yeah. So you mentioned at the start of that that you got um, sort of invited out to, to Kenya, um, which is which is lovely. But I mean, that's come about because you've got this this online presence these days. So yeah, how do you how do you balance getting content out there? Um, and yeah, sometimes the the overwhelming responses that can come back, and sometimes yeah, there can be a lot of anxiety that it causes. <laughs> the weird thing the interesting thing is I actually started running for my mental health like yeah. I'd always played sports um 
but I got into a really dark place and I'd been to a num- numerous counsellors, doctors, and they'd all always said, well, have you tried running? And I was like, why would I do that? It's so boring. I mean, that's not going to help. And eventually I did try and it really did help. And then down the line, I get thrust into the limelight and it, it was difficult because although my mental health is much better, um, it's still something that I have to manage. It's, I don't think it's something that will ever go away. Um, but yeah, the, the social media aspect, it's overwhelmingly positive. Everyone is so supportive, but then you do get the odd negative comment or troll saying something, and it does cut, cut quite deep. Mm-hmm. And I've had to grow a thicker skin because in the past I've struggled with it and it's affected me and you almost lose who you are. You try, you try to then go back on social media to put some content up and you forget who you are and how to portray yourself. And people don't know what you're going through. I think there's this misconception that I have this amazing like life and everything's great, but you know, everyone's got their own shit going on. And I think when the negative comes, comes your way, it can go, it can hurt a little deeper than people realize, but overwhelmingly there is, there is an amazing community online. And I do love the running community, both in real life and on social media. So yeah, yeah. it's very supportive. And I think it, I, I won't talk to you about the, the sort of disconnect because you've obviously got this, this running community that engages with the content that you put out, but then they don't necessarily engage with, um, let's say elite running, like elite marathon running or who won the national cross country or how can we connect these people you're engaging with, with elite running? Because yeah, I think elite running is, is the sport um you know we want to encourage more people to be professional runners or have the opportunity to be professionals but we're not going to have that without the engagement of the running community so how can we engage the running community with top end sport matt <laughs> Big, <laughs> question for you. yeah that's a very difficult question to and i've gone around about seven ways of saying that so yeah it's a really difficult question you said elite running is the sport i don't necessarily agree with that i think elite running is part of the sport i love but Mm. i think the sport is bigger than just elite running but i do see that disconnect of there's plenty of people you could like you said list events and they wouldn't have a clue about the elite runners or what they've done or who they are and i find that frustrating because i love the elite end of the sport i love following it how to get that connect it's difficult because the easy answer is well one the the organization's UKA and need to promote the elite runners better and then the other is the actual athletes need to promote themselves better Mm. but I also get on the other hand they love running they don't love social media that's not what they got into running for they got into running to to push themselves see what their limits are and compete at the very top and not to share photos videos whatever it might be on social media but it's difficult some elite athletes are doing it now and I think it definitely helps they're running in some senses because it attracts attracts the sponsors and the brands. For me, I love following along a story. I we go back to the Kenya thing. We know the very top runners. We know Kipchoge, but there's plenty of Kenyans we don't know, and we don't have a clue about their story. And then we don't we don't connect with them at all when they're at a race because we know nothing about them. And it's similar to to British athletes. There's many British athletes that maybe you and I know about, but the rest of the running community know nothing about them, and then they don't. Don't connect 
So they'll run past in a race and the, the people watching don't even really notice them. They're just waiting for their, for their mate to come. Yeah. So it's difficult because whose responsibility is it to, to change that? And can you really do it without everyone sort of cooperating? So let's go back to your, your content that you, you're producing. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of your training sessions online and, and your races and, and various things. Um, what sort of content do you find gets the most engagement amongst the running community? For me, I actually think the, the content that people engage with is when there is some sort of story behind it. So whether that's the story of a session or the story towards a race or the story of race day. Um, and that's the stuff I, I love creating. I love creating a video where people can be entertained, but also maybe take away, some, learn something, be a little bit motivated, perhaps. Um, I know that there's videos I could make that would do a lot better. You know, your five ways to become a better runner in a week and that sort of thing. But I don't enjoy that sort of video. I enjoy making, I enjoy sharing my experience in the sport. So that might be me doing a session, blowing up, hating it, and then walking away in a grump. And that may be demotivating for some people, but that is part of the sport. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. But then the next video might be me doing a half marathon time trial and smashing it and loving life. So yeah, I think just trying to be as authentic as I can and share my experience in running um, so that people can see that there are ups, there are downs, and that hopefully it motivates them to get out and get their running as well. Exactly. Because that's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a similar reason why we started the podcast and why one of our main features is us talking for our week. So um, your coaching, uh, I imagine, I imagine has changed a lot since you've had, I don't know, more exposure to, to going on trips like Kenya or um, being able to interact with various coaches or elite runners that you can sort of gain insight from. So, yeah, talk to me about your, your coaching philosophies, types of people you coach, um, yeah, how you try and inspire them. Yeah, so I coach all different abilities and philosophy-wise, there is a general philosophy, but I think it actually changes depending on the athlete and the goals. So the first thing I would say, the priority number one has to be that the athlete has to enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, then you've missed a trick, really. Um, but I come from uh, come from the background of you need to get aerobically fit and you need to be running consistently. Those are the two things that I really, really focus on. The sessions, they're important, definitely. But if you're if you're not growing aerobically and you're not withstanding the running and not stringing together consistent weeks, then you're not going to progress in, in running. Um, I, I love learning. I love asking questions. So yeah, these opportunities, going to Kenya, grilling people, talking to coaches, I find it fascinating. And I don't think any coach has the answer. I think all we can do is just keep on learning, um, keep on trying to understand the athlete we're working with and help them progress the best they can. Yeah, so how's that, how's that transpired into your run? Let's go back to your running. Um, I know a big goal of yours over the last couple of years has been to try and break the 220 barrier for, for the marathon. So yeah, what have, you, what have you changed in your training before 
let's say before you had those attempts and, and now after it, what are you doing differently? So for me, yeah, I, my ultimate goal is to break 220, but I'd like to break 225 first. Um, yes. be, between 220 and 225, I feel like I've been close in the shape, but I've never delivered in the marathon. It is the one race where I really do have unfinished business. And there's a number of reasons, a number of excuses. But looking forward, I really do think that I can do it. And I just need to put that consistent block together. Too many times I've had a good eight weeks of a block and then then got injured or got niggles going into the last few weeks. And it's really impacted the final few weeks. Uh, for me, the difference that I'm taking into my current block is sometimes, and this can be social media again, bring, coming back to that, sometimes I can try a little bit too hard in training, trying to smash a session rather than just control it. Mm -hmm. And some of my sessions look really impressive on paper, but then the actual race results don't, don't correlate. So for me, um, I'm trying to build my volume, get the bigger weeks in, and by doing that, um, by doing the sessions a little bit more controlled so that I can leave a session thinking, well, I am going to recover well enough for the next session because I haven't emptied the tank yet. I haven't gone all in, even though it's my phrase, <laughs> gone all in in the last few reps. I've controlled them and hopefully that will trans transpire into a good marathon. So do you feel any pressure on, on race day because of you're, you are putting yourself out there? You are saying to you know, your followers, this is what you're wanting to do. Do you, do you ever feel pressure on race day to achieve that? Or have you, have you learned over the years to sort of manage that better? I think I've learned over the years to manage it better. I think there's definitely a pressure there, but it's difficult to work out whether it's the pressure from myself or the pressure from social media, because when you put a lot of work into, into, a, into a block and you line up on the line, you're nervous anyway because you want it to go well after all the hard work. Um, so what I try to do now is not so much focus on the end result and just if I can nail the process and stand on the start line and think oh, I've just put in a great block I've worked hard if today goes well great if it doesn't doesn't really matter because I'm happy with the, the work I've put in exactly now that's a good approach um, I think that's good for anybody I, I I do like that if you you've just got to get to the start line and think on that start line I've done as much as I can, can do and what will be will be now you know um yeah, exactly nothing you do at that point is going to you know positively really impact it massively so try and enjoy it isn't it that's the main thing yeah, exactly um so marathon wise i was just glancing through your power of 10 you've done a done a few fair few of them now what's your favorite marathon out of them all and where are you going to have your your next attempt at a, a quick one I think London has to be the favourite. There's something about running in London, the crowds, the atmosphere, the build-up, the fact that it seems to be the whole of the UK and the whole of the running community is getting excited for the same day. Um, I do love London, and I really want to deliver there one day. Um, next up is Rotterdam. Um, obviously, it's a fast course. Apparently, the crowds are decent there as well. Uh, it's flat. Um, the European marathon record went there last year, so... Is it April or is it later again? It's April, it's April yeah. Because it and was October last year, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. they moved it before. Yeah. Um, so it's coming around quicker because, was it Abdi? 
last year. Yeah. Um, got the record in October. And yeah, it's meant to be a good field. And yeah, I'm excited for it. It was a toss up between uh, Manchester and Rotterdam, but um, Kelly's running Manchester. So I'm going to support her on that day. And then a week later, hopefully. You're right. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, it'll be I, well. I suppose that's definitely we're not touched upon. Your, yeah, Kelly, your partner is um, a, a runner and she also does her own sort of blogging and various bits and pieces. And you have children. So. Yeah. <laughs> it is a juggling act, isn't it? Like if you both wanted to do the same race, yeah. How do you, how do you approach yeah. that? Exactly. It's 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 very difficult. It's difficult in training, more so. Um, but yeah, in races, we've got to make sure that it works. And normally, that means that one person can do a race and and the other person can't. Although oh. we did do one race together because it was on a, like a motor circuit. So I had Harry in the buggy. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was quite nice to almost like run as a family which was cool how old is he now he's two so yeah still a bit of a weight to push around though oh yeah he's getting heavier and heavier um and i think i'm getting stronger though because like as you'll know you're lifting them constantly moving them around and and uh yeah i feel like i'm getting i'm getting buff because of it yeah well luckily for me elias is still tiny for even for her age so I haven't got that much weight because otherwise I'd struggle. But yeah, running buggies, while I've got you, let me get your thoughts on, on running buggies. Um, yeah. I presume you, you've just said you, you've raced with one, so you've used them. Um, we won't get into dad chat too much because I know people get bored of me talking about parenting all the time. But um, yeah, How, are running buggies a good idea? Can you, where do they're, you use them? They're amazing. Like, um, I wouldn't want to do all my runs with a running buggy, but it just gives you a bit of flexibility. So um, when we first started using the buggy, you've got to wait. I can't even remember what it is, like a year or so until they're ready to go in a buggy. Yeah. But it was just nice that I could go out with Harry or Kelly could go out with Harry. And it gives the other person a bit of time without Harry there crying. And, you know, he's very demanding at that age. They can be demanding. But also it's just nice being out and just you, you pace no longer matters. You're just clipping along and Harry loves it. He's like duck, duck and like excited. And it's just, it's good time bonding with Harry, but also you can, it's a, it's a flexibility thing. So I can either go out with just Harry or Kelly can come out with us. And yeah, it's, it's really nice. So is that on like nice flat sort of parks or whatever? It's not, bumping up and down i've done it on both and harry harry falls asleep on the trails like we're going over stones and you're thinking oh i don't know if this is a good idea and then you look in the buggy and he's asleep he's like what on earth like they're weird aren't they the roller coaster basically but yeah so it it doesn't matter um but i prefer to take it on the on the roads because it is just a lot smoother and more so because it's easier for myself yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um i've also not touched on jumping about here i've not touched on your your ultra running from last year. So um, you moved up from marathons last year to, to get that Welsh Fest in the ultra. And you you did a, I know you did a 50K. Um, were you training for something longer or was it just the 50K you were targeting? So it was really disappointing. Um, so I was actually meant to be training for Berlin Marathon. And then Welsh Athletics released the fact that they were looking for um a team for 100k on the roads yeah and I was I asked Kelly what do you think 
and she's like because in my head I wasn't quite sure if it was the right time to step up to ultra marathons and Kelly was very much like your country is calling and you're going to let them down you're not going to turn up put your name in the hat and see what happens so I did and um, I did get the call up so I was doing a lot of 50ks 30 mile training runs back-to-back long runs and training was actually going pretty well and the actual race day was an absolute disaster and I was really disappointed. So I definitely got unfinished business there as well. Uh, I had to DNF after 44 miles. Um, I don't think it was fitness. It was just my body let me down. Um, I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't used to running that far and my back just was in agony and I was limping. It was on a, like a one mile loop and I was limping oh. around this loop. And every time you come around, um, this loop there's all the support teams there with the drinks and there's a loudspeaker and I looked like an old man just like limping past and it was embarrassing it really was it was one of the most humiliating things I've ever done I'm wearing a Welsh vest and I'm uh, crawling crawling around this uh, this one mile loop and in the end the team basically pulled me and said there's no point you know there's no point in you carrying on so it's definitely something I'll revisit but yeah. I do need to be stronger and more resilient to the challenge of running 66 miles yeah it's a, it is a the way i see it is it's a completely different sport as a yeah definitely a, a mentality thing as well as a, phys- a physical thing that you need to tackle yeah. Um, so yeah that'll be interesting to see yeah well hopefully you yeah knock knock a 220 sub 220 and then um can go back to it a bit quicker and See what yeah. you do the longer stuff. Um, so are you you are properly Welsh then, because there's a lot of these uh <laughs> Welsh people like Josh who's trying to become floating around. You born yeah. in Wales? Yeah, born in Wales, raised in Wales, lived there most of my life. I'm now on the border, I'm now actually in England, uh, yeah, in the Forest of Dean. Um, but it's only 20 minutes to Wales and I, I pop back for runs now and again. But yeah, I'm proper Welsh. They let you in, do they? They don't yeah. know. Well, sometimes, depending on COVID rules. Yeah, exactly. A bit, stri- bit stricter than we are in England. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, go back to coaching-wise, if anybody's interested in in coaching or whatever, are you you got spots available? Are you fully booked for the next hour? Yeah, I'm, I'm full at the moment. But, well, yeah, I'm full at the moment. Yeah. But if, if, if people are interested, they can reach out um, on my site, thewellsrunner.com. And I'll get back to you and let you know if spots are available. Yeah, cool. And um, that's, I presume, is it's like one-on-one coaching, is it? You're sort of constantly yeah. bespoke yeah. training rather than these sort of scheduled plans. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's all um, it's all personalised and a lot of uh, communication and contact because I don't see the point in sending out generic plans to people because it doesn't really work. Life changes, their fitness changes. And yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's not the way to do it. Exactly. Um, any other sponsors you want to give a shout out to? I know you've got a few going. Um, Noble Pro being one, which I'm about to get a treadmill off them. So Yeah, I heard you invested in a treadmill. Uh, yeah, I love the Noble Pro. Um, again, it's, it's just nice having that flexibility. So when you haven't got much time or you've got the kids, you can just jump on the treadmill uh, rather than going going out and also I what I like about it is the fact that you can compare runs really well so you can basically tell your fitness just from the your heart rate at a certain pace on a treadmill because the conditions don't change so it's yeah. just really nice and it works for the Ingebrigtsons as well so 
yeah that's true and um again if you've got kids you can sit your baby monitor next to it and get your run done um, yeah exactly instead of being stuck in the house like, like i am so so yeah be good um but yeah if anybody wants to wants to find out more your let me get this right on instagram it is welsh the welsh runner is the welsh runner is there any underscores no it's basically the welsh runner and everything youtube the welsh runner instagram that's useful so yeah so anyone wants to check out what you're up to the welsh runner um yeah some plenty of content out there anything any any big content coming soon or is it top secret (laughs) no there's no top secret um yeah there's still a few episodes left from kenya which is i'm people have really enjoyed the kenya series so i'm really glad because um i really wanted to try and share that experience uh in an authentic way but with whilst also enjoying the experience myself and not making the video uh take too much time if you know what i mean um but yeah it's gone down really well there's a few more episodes on that there's also a a big long bumper three-part q a um on Kenyan running, which I think is going to be really good. And I also got Gavin Smith, who yeah. works for Running Trips, involved in that. He was assistant coach to Renato Canova for three years. So his running knowledge is insane. So that's a really interesting interview. Yeah, Gavin's been out there a, a long time now, isn't he? Yeah, so he knows yeah. his stuff. And yeah. obviously he's had access to the best athletes and best coaches in the world. And then the final thing is um, I'm starting up again, all in towards Rotterdam. So I'll be sharing all my training and hopefully uh, I'll get the marathon to stick this time. Is that, is that weekly videos for that? Or is it just whenever you've filmed something that you think is relevant? It's going to be, it's going to be weekly videos and then maybe bonus content of uh, actual sessions that like a longer video on a, on a particular session. Yeah. You've got no plans for like a, and Inga Britson's like <laughs> around the house series. No, that wouldn't be much in, very interesting to anyone. Well, you never know. Um, yeah, I always find it's funny what people find interesting, isn't it? Um, no, that's excellent. It's always um, always good to to see what people are up to, and yeah, the more people like you who can share share running content and experiences online, I think's only for the good of the sport, really, and and hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully we see you running well in, in Rotterdam. We'll um we'll check in for sure. I'll make a note to check in on the on that weekend on the show to make sure we'll see how you've gone. And um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we see some fast time soon. Thank you very much, Aaron. Appreciate you getting me on the show. Cheers, Good man. To talk. Thanks. Thanks again to Chorus Wearables for supporting the show this week. Please head over to uk.chorus.com to find out more about their products, which we'll be testing out over the coming weeks. And hopefully next week we'll be able to test out some of the, the track feature um, and give you a bit of a report in our review and rundowns of the week.